This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on Sports Hub Triad. Wow, Robert. This is some deep cut Avett Brothers, which reminds me of a New Year's tradition I wanted to uphold but wasn't able to do in the conventional sense. And that's attend the Avett Brothers New Year's Eve show. It's always in the state of North Carolina, but because of the pandemic, they did something virtual this year, so it wasn't quite the same. Here's hoping we can all watch bands again sometime this year, and I can bring that tradition back. I know our next guest agrees with me on this because he incorporated their lyrics into his Hall of Honor speech with the Panthers. It's Panthers legend Jordan Gross now with us on Sports Up Trying. Jordan, how, how did you spend the new year? Uh, well, we were up in the mountains in Idaho, uh, where we spent a lot of time skiing and playing in the snow and, you know, like not watching any, we didn't watch any ball drop or any New Year's Eve show. We, I actually got into, it was my mom and my wife and I and our three kids, and we got into like a little musical history lesson for the kids that got deep into Colonel King and Aretha Franklin and uh we played tupac and all kinds it was kind of a fun night it just happened you know that's a, kind of a that's a covid uh new year's eve bash right there would you like to drop some knowledge on our audience right now something that people might not know about aretha franklin or tupac or whoever uh, uh well, that might surprise some people that's a, that's a broad question there to know to assume what this diverse audience would know i just i think that your responsibility as a parent is to have your kids not be the kid who goes off to college and is like who who's Jimi hendrix who you know like they might not like that music but you need to tell them like the blanket of knowledge so they could go out and function and not like just look like real idiots when they get out on their own right i know it's the job of people when they get older to scold the youth and say Ah, these damn kids and all this. I'm actually jealous of them, though. The fact that music is so readily available through Amazon Music and Spotify and whatever, they just have this full library to access whatever music they like. Like, they have no idea the struggle of having one or two songs on your iPod shuffle and having to try to illegally steal music and things of that nature. Uh, I'm kind of jealous of it. Are you? Oh, it's amazing. That's what I told her. This is so awesome. You can, and then you can pull up lyrics. Like, you remember when you used to have to get the CDs, <laughs> and then only some CDs in their cover, in their booklet would have the lyrics? Oh. So you just sing lyrics that you made, like to Nirvana or whatever. You just sing lyrics that you made up. So it <laughs> smells like Teen Spirit. And then finally, 20 years later, you find out the real lyrics. You're like, what in the hell? I've been singing the lyrics wrong all these years. This is Music Talk with Josh Graham and Panthers legend Jordan Gross. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about the Panthers and Cosmic Symmetry for a bit because there's okay. a first-year coach with the Panthers that struggles initially and ends up with the number eight pick. That's where Matt Rule currently is at, but nearly 20 years ago, that's where John Fox was at when he drafted you eighth overall in the 2003 draft. And there are others, Darren Gant among others, that have drawn some parallels between where the Panthers were nearly 20 years ago and what we're seeing right now. The team that ended up drafting you ended up playing in the Super Bowl less than a year later. Do you recognize any parallels between what we're watching play out before us now and what you experienced firsthand? Yeah, sure. I mean, you could you could 
bring up a lot of the the similarities. Um, Will they play in the Super Bowl next year? That's tough to say, but I think that the first year, five wins, is not a horrible season for a first-time head coach. You know, John Fox has been in the league a lot longer than Matt Rule, but not as a head coach. So um, I was not surprised at all the way the team ended up with their record. I thought the wins would have maybe been distributed a little more evenly throughout the season. Uh, picking eight, you know, Christian McCaffrey was the eighth pick. I think Luke Keekley was the ninth pick, I That's believe. Correct. So, I mean, top ten picks, you can sure miss on them as well, but there's some history in the organization for that eighth or ninth spot right in there. So, uh, I, the, the stage is set for the team to do well. David Tepper, listen, he's not pulling any punches when he's with the amount of money he's willing to spend and resources he's willing to put into that organization. I'm, I'm excited to see who – who we pick for the new GM. It was sad to see Marty go, but you know that they're going to go out and find somebody that's going to bring in definitely some new ways of doing things. And uh, I like Matt Rule too. He's talking about Teddy at the quarterback position, saying he needs to really have a heck of an offseason. He's putting pressure on the players. You know, I don't think anybody in there is comfortable. So uh, I, I'm definitely excited, and we need things to get back to go normal, not just so we can go to concerts and listen to great music, but also so the Panthers can have a normal offseason and we can look forward to watching them in person next year. I'm glad you bring up Marty there because I feel like with any type of management, if you're around for a while, you're not going to be well-liked on the way out regardless of how things go. There's usually an expiration date on things. Ron Rivera did a tremendous job for the Panthers, for example, but most people, even Ron acknowledging after the fact, realize that there's time for a change of scenery. Marty Herney, you know, if without him drafting guys like you and Cam and Keekley and McCaffrey, you're probably not going to have competitive teams put out on the field, but then you have new coaches, you have a new owner, uh, the sport changes, and it's just time to go in a different direction. As somebody who knew Marty well, how would you fairly appraise what his tenure with the Panthers represented? I still know him, so we can't speak of him as if he's no longer with us. That's a good right? point. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think that he did an outstanding job his first time through. Okay, so he may not have drafted every player uh, ev- well, every you know, all the way down the draft, all of his drafts, but he sure could pick first round picks. You know, you know the list. We don't need to go through. This. Um, I think what he did though, coming back in the second time around and being willing to sign back up for a second tour of duty with the Panthers and connecting with Ron and um, doing a nice job the last few years of kind of an odd situation where GM gets fired a few years, just a few years after he'd made some big changes and got rid of a lot of guys, myself included, you know, that Marty, that Marty has brought in. So uh, I think that he deserves a big piece of responsibility for both Super Bowls. Although Dave Gettleman was there for the second one. I just, like he said, the person he is and, and the way that he's thought of in that building says a lot about his character, but there's an end date of us, and um, I'm excited for the change because I think that it's going to bring in a GM that's going to line up really well with Matt Rule and David Tepper and kind of the way they want to be innovative and a lot of different things they're doing. Jordan Gross with us here on Sports Up Trying. How much has it bothered you to see how things have gone at left tackle pretty much since you were the Panthers' left tackle? It doesn't bother me that much because I'm not the one getting hit, right? So, Good point. <laughs> um, You're not the quarterback yeah, either. Yeah. That's a tough spot, man, that position, that right tackle as well. I mean, it's funny because we've, we've all as fans been talking about the left tackle spot, but 
we've been very fortunate to have Taylor Moten in there the last few years doing a heck of a job on the right side. And he's, you know, maybe he's the answer for the left tackle spot. Slide him over, and then we'll be grappling about what's up with the right tackle. But it, we have one tackle that I feel very comfortable with, and I would like to see us make a move to try to keep him in free agency if there's enough money available, because I know he'll demand a high price tag. But yeah, the left tackle is the spot that's been made famous and that a lot of people discuss. And I was fortunate. But my biggest thing, I think, is you know there are plenty of times when fans weren't happy with how I played from time to time, but I was out there and on the field, and that's what we struggled to find. We found good players with good talent, but we haven't been able to, whether it was Byron Bell or Matt Khalil or Michael Orr or you know Russell Okun, whoever. We haven't found anybody yet that can stay healthy out there. So. The durability is something that's hard to scout, especially the young guy. But, I, I mean, I just can't tell you how valuable I think that is with Taylor Moten, how he's able to stay out there week in and week out and get the job done. How does it affect the way you evaluate quarterback play when McCaffrey's out 13 games during the year, uh, Russell Okun only plays seven of the 16, which is kind of what you're alluding to there, and there's just been a whole, a whole lot of turnover during the offseason COVID and a ton of other things that have made it difficult to get any type of chemistry. How does that affect your grading of quarterback play specific with Teddy? Well, I feel like you know, Jake and Jake, the woman I do a podcast weekly on the Panthers website. And I've been, you know, more protective of, of Teddy for those reasons. Jake has said, no, you got to evaluate based on who's out there. And it doesn't, you can't say an asterisk next to somebody because they didn't, you know, have their running backs. There were times when I had a, backup guard in there next to me and I didn't play well because I was preoccupied with worrying if that guy was going to twist, you know, switch off twist games in a pass protection or leave me hanging in the run game or whatever. But ultimately I'm responsible for my performance on the field. So everybody that's on the field, the pro Mike Davis is definitely not uh, a bad option to have in the backfield. He was just outstanding this year. And there's lots of weapons that receive around him. I think we judged Teddy fairly based on what we saw and don't, don't leave anything um, out there that says, you know, yes, that that certain player wasn't on the field because you get who you get and, and you've got to make the best of, of the players you have around you. Before we let you go, I love hearing good stories out on the farm. we got Jordan Gross joining us. He's on a farm in Idaho. Robert Walsh grew up in a farm right here in the triad. In the triad. Uh, give me a sense, um, Robert, for what we might be looking for, an example of a good farm story. Uh... Uh, okay, so my dad used to always leave the truck running, uh, if, even if he was getting out for five seconds, if he was going into somebody's house, which felt like hours. But uh, my f- brothers would always uh, act like we were driving the truck when it was running to feel like big kids. Uh, and my dad would always do that until my brother one day knocked it into neutral and oh. the truck rolled down the hill and went ass in through the milk barn. And so he would never let us stay in his <laughs> running truck and always made us play outside of it. <laughs> It's funny as you say that. My four-year-old is waiting patiently for me to get back on the four-wheeler and take him in because during this whole interview, he's been climbing in a giant mud puddle or a mud mound, and he's covered in mud. All right. Well, get back to uh, your children. Maybe we can talk about parenting next time uh, you join us, Jordan. He's going to say, "He's going to say, when my dad was farming and doing interviews at the same time, it's a weird deal, right? (laughs) He's going to be confused." Jordan, thanks for spending the time with us in the tribe. We'll talk soon. Anytime, guys. See ya. There he goes. That's Jordan Gross. Did you get a sense that might be the case, Robert? We hear some things in the background as the interview is going, and it turns out little one on the on the four wheelers waiting for dad.
Oh, yeah, it made a lot of sense. I could hear the angst in that kid's voice where you're just waiting so long for your dad to please just stop talking to this person. <laughs> Even after, okay, let's move on then. Even after a 5-11 and 11 season with the Panthers, I'll tell you why I expect Joe Brady to get a head coaching job this year, and it's deserved. Next.